from the sports desks of the Topeka Capital Journal, the Salina Journal, the Hutchinson News, and all of Gannett, Kansas. This is the Gannett, Kansas Sports Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome back in on to the Gannett, Kansas Sports Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. As always, I'm Billy Watson, the sports reporter at the Hutchinson News. Joining me, as always, are... Dylan Sherwood of the Salina Journal, and this week, coming in hot off the bench from the Wellington Daily News, Greg Williams. Greg, thanks to thanks for stepping in and uh, coming off the bench for Seth this week. Yeah, it feels weird, like actually being on a podcast for once. Like it's been a it's been a long, long time since I've gotten back in the podcast game. Nice, nice. We're, we're we're happy to have you. Seth is coming back from a wedding over the weekend, but he had a good weekend over there in the Topeka area. Some games over there were pretty good. Uh, we're gonna kick off the broadcast as usual that we've had that we've done for the last couple episodes, and we're gonna talk a couple of weird questions that we've done over the past, like I said, a couple of weeks. And we're gonna start off with this one because I did this while we were setting up. But should music? Should Christmas music be playing right now, or should it be playing? Should it be played before Thanksgiving? Let's hear your take, Dylan, because you weren't too happy when I played it. No, you want to know why? Sh- straight up, no. Because, <laughs> because because I know it gets everyone in a festive mood, but you got Halloween and Thanksgiving before, so you gotta enjoy. I mean, I know there's people that like Halloween and they like Christmas but for me I rather would wait until Thanksgiving to get in the spirit of Christmas are you are you talking like are you talking like the very like tip of November 26th or November 24th when it's like 1159 50 55 seconds and it hits boop then Christmas time I mean on Thanksgiving I wouldn't mind listening to Christmas music on Thanksgiving Day, but I would wait until, you know, as the festivities kind of wind down and then you transition to Black Friday. So, but I mean, that's my take. I don't like seeing Christmas decorations up (laughs) early. Like I went to Sam's Club in Salina today and I saw Christmas stuff. I'm like, it is October 18th. (laughs) Two months. True. True. Two months. I don't want to see it yet. I don't want to see it yet, but yeah, I I like getting into the Christmas mood right after Thanksgiving because then you get into Black Friday and then people start buying gifts and everything. And yes, that that gets me in the to the spirit of Christmas. I mean, that's when Christmas should music should start being played. Yeah, Greg. First of all, are you a big Halloween guy, Greg? First of all, that I think that comes in a big part of this. I think. Here's the thing. Like, I'll like I got like two pumpkins, I guess, in my in my apartment. So, I mean, just to decorate a little bit. But like, I ain't gonna go to a like haunted house just for my like for myself or anything like that. Like, I have candy for kids if they if they somehow stop by or whatever. But, like, yeah, I'm not really big into, like, Halloween. I'm not even really big into Thanksgiving. So you would think that really? like, I would, I'm okay. So, like, you would think I'm big into Christmas. I, I'm with Dylan. Like, it, it's, I mean, I still celebrate Thanksgiving. But, like, Christmas needs to, like, 
happened like the day after, maybe a couple hours after like Thanksgiving. Cause like you can't, you can't ignore that. Thanksgiving is still a great holiday and all. I like the food, but like it should, you shouldn't take that massive jump in October to start like decorating and get out like all the stuff and everything. Like it's ridiculous. I mean, it's, we're in the spirit of everything. I, you know, I think the spirit of everything right now is we have the cold weather. Uh, I, I think it was what day was it? I don't even know what day I started playing Christmas music, but it was it was like fifty degrees out. It might have been the first cold day we had, and it was a it must have been a Friday night. It might have been last Friday no, night. I, I, I don't know when it was. was. I think it was I when you went to Newton for the Newton Hutch and uh. Derby <laughs> volleyball triangular because I remember that, you that might be video. right. So that would have been several weeks ago. Yeah, that was, I think that was in September, end of September, early October. Too early. Okay, maybe a little too early. I'll admit that. But why not when it starts getting colder like it is right now? We're in the 40s, low thir- uh, high 30s. We're getting up to 60. And, you know, back in my area... Christmas Day, we're getting into low uh, the high, the high 70s, low 80s for Christmas. So I honestly appreciate this weather. That's that that takes a big toll for me in my in in my opinion. So like I lived in Chicago. So like this weather is nothing, but I also lived a year in Arizona. So I was kind of worried about like man, if I'm not used to this cold weather now, I'm I I'm going to like think I'm soft. Like Arizona made me a little soft, but I, when I went to the tennis uh, tournament on Saturday for state, uh, it was like 37 degrees. I'm like, I'm going to be freezing. I was fine. Like, I just had a sweatshirt, maybe like a little like long sleeve on and just khakis. I'm like, this isn't bad. And I told my dad, like, hey, it's 37 degrees here. He's like, I can't do that anymore. I'm like, dang, they really took the, like the Chicago, the cold blood out of you. I feel fine. Yeah, yeah, and I was I was telling Dylan today uh, we're filming on Monday, October eighteenth, which is the first day of the state golf for for the girls. Uh, this morning it was cold. I think it was it had to have been low uh, high forties, but it was super windy. Which that I that I don't like about when it mixes with the cold. I can handle cold. When I was in college, I would go to class at eight in the morning with shorts and a hoodie when it was 30 degrees out and there was no wind and it was bright bright sunlight and it was 30 degrees out but man this morning on october 18th is cold that's when i can't handle it so but um i can't handle the cold when it's windy but and that's off topic but anyway i think yeah when you you make a good point dylan going back to the newton triangular with hutch and derby that okay i'll you checkmated me there a little bit. <laughs> um, next question, though, which I think is a really good one, is if life were a video game, what would be some cheat codes? And actually, I think I got a good one here. It would be immortal life or endless life, no death. I don't know what you guys have, though, but Dylan, what do you got? I'm kind of clueless uh, on this one. It would have to be where you could, you know, maybe like time travel. Okay. And, and I mean, you could go anywhere in, just in an instant. Like, if I wanted to go on vacation. So, trans. Like, I, trans- I could be. What's the word? Transport. It's not transportation. It's. 
Yeah. It's... Oh god, I'm, I'm. What's the word? I'm I'm thinking about it too. <laughs> Teleportation. Teleportation. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's what I wasn't thinking I, that deep, honestly, when that question was asked. It's better. It's better than than going on a flight or like if I wanted to. Excuse me. If I wanted to fly to California and I wanted to get there in a hurry, instead of getting on an hour flight from Salina to Denver and then having a short layover and then another two hour plus flight to wherever I want to go in California. I could be there in five minutes, despite two uh, a two-hour time difference. So that 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 would be what uh, my cheat code would be. I think with mine, like it, I mean, kind of along with like Billy, like unlimited, like unlimited lives. But I think for me, it would be like unlimited money, like kind of like how Grand Theft Auto you whatever buttons you got to plug in, you get like a free million dollars, something like that. That's what I want. <laughs> like you can just buy, you could, you could do that as much as you want. All right, let me go buy a car. Let me go buy a new house. Just keep spamming that cheat code. And I mean, you're set for life pretty much. Yeah. That, that's a simple question there. Uh, I honestly, yeah, I didn't think too much of it, but, but I'll go with the life one. Um, maybe to stay the same age, a particular age, the same, uh, forever. But, um, Last one, and I think this is a good one because I'll I'm gonna I'll vouch for one side, but I'll let Dylan go or uh, I'll let Greg go on this first on this one. Which TV show have you watched the most, and which one have you liked more, Friends or The Office? So I was really never much into the Friends. I know my sister is, so I I feel Same. like my opinion on this is kind of invalid because I I haven't seen much Friends. I was really big into The Office. I watched it probably multiple times before they took it off Netflix. So I'm biased. Never really haven't seen uh, Friends as much, or at least like the full like series or show. But uh, I gotta go with The Office. I mean, that's just to me the simple answer. Yeah, and to me, I I think you can go around every day in your normal life, and you can say that you can quote stuff from The Office and not quote stuff from Friends. There's maybe there's some people that do that, but I don't do that. I I'll quote the, uh, I I thought of a bad one. I can't say that on air. It's the Dwight you, <laughs> when he when Michael's trying to j- jump off the building. That the one about depression. There's that one. There's Toby's going away. That one's funny. Uh, there's just there's so many things in the office, and then of course I, I saw the the other day the finale episode, which is just like, wow, the when Andy goes, I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you know you in the, you're in them, like that that's that, that that's hit that hit it's hard, and kind of a tearjerker there, but man that, that one hit hard, but I I I think I've seen the office, I think the whole season maybe three the whole series three or four times and I still learn stuff and see stuff that I haven't seen before, especially in the early episodes, but man, Dylan, I love the office. I can't, I don't know what else to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've watched friends more than I have the office. I think I've, when it was on, when the office was on Netflix, I think I remember watching season one and I don't know what, I don't know if it was I was too busy or whatnot to ever finish The Office, but that's something that I still need to do. Yes, you need to. 
and you'll get I know, what I meant. I, I know I see it on Comedy Central all the time, but it's it's one show that I still need to try and watch from start to finish. Now, Friends, when that went on Netflix, and that was when I was in college, and I remember my roommates and I, we decided to start watching, you know, Friends. And, you know, it's ten seasons. Oof. And, and by the time two of my roommates moved out, and I was the only one still left, I had to finish Friends on my own. And I believe we got maybe through the half of the series. And so I ended up finishing it. And it's a show that I go back and watch maybe some of the later season episodes than what it was. Like the early ones, but it just seems like there were more interesting things that happened in the later seasons of Friends than uh, than the early. But it's still a good show. It's kind of where everything happened. You know, with Jennifer, everyone like started liking Jennifer Aniston. Love and, Jennifer Aniston, by the yeah, way. Yeah, and she had big roles. Uh, I know Along Came Polly came out in two thousand and four. You know, with Ben Stiller. Um, and then, of course, We're the Millers. We're the... Which is a really yes. good movie with, <laughs> with Jason Sudeikis. I was about to say. Um, but, um, yeah. Uh, I would say that, I mean, that's... I mean, that movie's in my collection, my movie collection, and one that I really like watching. And I'm not going to spoil it, but at the end of the in, end of the credits, they, they have some um, bloopers, some outtakes, and then they play the Friends theme song. Yeah. <laughs> First time I saw uh, Where the Millers, you know, I, I liked it and everything. I, I saw uh, one of my roommates saw it in theaters. And then when it came out on Blu-ray, I we watched it. And, you know, I enjoyed it. And then seeing the blooper at the end of them playing uh, I'll Be There for, for I'll Be There For You, the Friends theme song by the Re, uh, Remembrance from 1995. Um, just, um, I, 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 I like that song and it's, it's one of my favorites of the nineties, you know, kind of an alternative rock band that had this big hit, you know, that was t 10 seasons of a show, but yeah, I, I would say friends. Um, but the office is still on my list and I know I'll, I'll just uh, wrap things up real quick, but I got hooked to shameless which ended on Showtime uh, uh, this it's year. Uh, my best friend hooked hooked me up on it on Netflix. He was watching season two, and then maybe that next day, week I started watching that show, like when it was on Netflix. And then once I got done with it on Netflix, I think it was it was only the first seven seasons. And then the summer of 2018 is when we or season eight came out on DVD. And then I watched that, and then I ended up watching seasons 9, 10, and 11 of Shameless when it aired on Showtime, and probably one of the one of the best shows that I've recent recently that I've, that has been really good. And then also, if you haven't watched The Big Bang Theory, this is a show that I didn't think I'd be interested in. Yeah, Big Bang but, Theory for me was was kind of a. I liked it, but my freshman year of high school, we went to Disneyland or Disney World, and we watched the whole season. I don't know what season it was, but 
that kind of ruined it for me. That's what but I'll say about it. That's a that's a really good show, and you know, with with the reruns that are still going on on like TBS, like there are episodes that I go back and and watch and everything. But that's a good show. Uh, if you haven't watched The Sopranos, that is one of the hardest shows to watch. That show came out when I was in elementary school. I know my parents watched it and everything, but that was a show that I watched during stay at home. You know, when when all COVID started going around last year, hardest show I ever watched. <laughs> and now they have the they have the movie The Saints of Newark, which is on HBO Max, and I still need to watch it before it goes away. But, <laughs> but yeah, just a lot, of, lot of things like TV shows that you know, Friends, The Office. You know, you know, I had to bring up Big Bang Theory because you know it's a, it's a great show, and then of course bringing up The Sopranos too. And I did catch a a couple of the episodes of The Sopranos when they had a marathon right before uh, the release of. The Saints of Newark uh, on uh, in theaters and on HBO Max, but you know, TV shows you 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 get <laughs> you either get addicted or you don't have the time to watch them. So, like, so have you guys seen Dexter? I have not. Oh wow! Okay, so I I highly encourage you to watch it. I think the first couple episodes are a little slow. But it picks up like right away, and I think those as like you kind of said that those are it's one of those shows that you can get highly addicted to, and the ending was not the greatest. However, it was they're they're making another uh, series for it. Um, it's still Dexter, I guess another season. That's what I was looking for. Another yeah. season that comes out in a couple months actually, November or a couple weeks, November seventh. I highly encourage you guys to watch it because it is very good. It is unbelievable. Like, it is phenomenal. I, I, You guys will not be disappointed. But, yeah, November 7th is the new season, and we'll see how that changes everything. I wish I could, like, talk more about it with you guys, but you guys haven't seen it. So, I'm kind of like, I can't yeah. wait to see what happens. And <laughs> I got I got rid of Showtime uh, on my cable package uh, a couple get months ago because uh, I don't have a use for it. I, I kept HBO because of HBO Max. That's the only reason why I have HBO still. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard being a sports reporter and trying to watch all these shows as well. So yeah, I know same. there are things that I will be doing when, you know, when things get kind of trending downward here in a couple of weeks. But I'm still going to be busy no matter what. So, but, yep. Couple of things on my list, TV show wise, uh, to to watch here in the upcoming weeks. I'll throw out one more show to watch before we switch segments. Manifest. Have you all heard of that one? No, I haven't. Dang it, guys. Oh. Well, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll I'll throw out uh, another one that I need to watch. I need to I need to get on this, but I need to get on Ted Lasso. Uh, I need to. I get don't. On I that. don't get the hype. I need to get on that, but um, I, I, I've heard it's good, and and I think there's one that Will Ferrell and Adam McKay did. I think season three just came out of that. I, it starts with an S, but I don't, I don't know. I can't, I can't recall what the show name was, but but yeah, it's a story for another day. Yeah, Office 
Friends, pretty good, but I like The Office. I can quote The Office any other day of the week. Uh, switching topics now, we got state tennis going this week. State uh, state tennis actually just concluded over the weekend. State golf going on. Cross-country regionals and volleyball sub-state coming up this weekend on Saturday. And, of course, uh, boys soccer regionals next week. So everything's slowly coming to the postseason, we got this final week of high school football before we switch gears in the high school football playoffs uh, with week nine and a lot of good matchups there. As if if we ended the season today, uh, I think Bueller from my area would have been the one seed uh, uh, over there in Greg's area. Wellington would have had a first round matchup with a tough opponent, Salina Central. Uh, some good stuff from them. I think Dylan would love to talk about that when we get to our ranking segment. But let's first talk about state tennis. Both of you guys, we'll start with Greg. Both of you guys uh, covered some state tennis. Greg, you were there uh, at 4A. What did you see from the Wellington girls and from that 4A uh, state tennis meet? Man, they're good. And the thing of Wellington, too, is they're young. There is no, They have no seniors. And the fact that ah. they took state runner-up was just incredible. Uh, McPherson, I mean, they're, I, I don't know the particular duo. I mean, really, both duos were really good. Those two duos went for the championship for individual duos. Like, it was a, it was a McPherson versus McPherson final, and I, th- I think the top uh, duo won, which I was like, dang, that's, and that's the thing, that too, that's crazy. I mean, McPherson's a really good program in tennis, and uh, I think for them, though, I think those were seniors, though. So I think Wellington, you know, uh, there's some promise into them next year because they're all young, and even the person that didn't qualify for state is a junior. Uh, I think there was like two, three juniors, uh, one sophomore, and one freshman. So it's they—they're really good in tennis, and I'm very excited for next year what they do because I mean it's the season that they had. Jensen and Cornejo are the their number one. They did really good. Uh, Cami Reitingberger, she she was kind of like the underdog story, I guess, for Wellington. Not many people thought she would make it. But she ended up getting, I believe, eighth place in the state. So, I mean, what they're doing is great. Uh, Brian, uh, I, if I mess up his last name, it's very long. And there's a lot of, a lot of letters. Uh, Isn't uh, it Offson Garden? Yes. Thank you, Dylan. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. He's got yes, like he, a tennis website that produces all the tennis results from the state. And I've had to use that before. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a great coach. Great guy. And. You know what they? I mean, he sends me like every match of what's going on and everything. Wow. So, yeah, they 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 did great. McPherson. I mean, you got to tip the cap. I mean, even like in other divisions, three A, the three A, two A, one A division. Um, collegiate won thirteen has won thirteen in a row now, and that's dumb. That's what oh, wow. dynasty. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I got. For, I mean, at least yeah. from what I've seen, yeah, I was very, I was very happy with Wellington, and you know, I'm not supposed to have like a fandom or anything, but I was like, dang, I mean, you kept rooting yeah. for them, and they play with a lot of energy. Yeah, one thing that Dylan does to me, and I, we just want to point this out because, like I said, Dylan does this to me is he'll correct school names because I mispronounced them. Well, you did, Greg. It's McPherson, <laughs> not Matt. Uh, not not. Don't worry, don't worry. (laughs) Don't worry. I messed that up too when I first got here. (laughs) When 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 I was in the uh, I forgot where I was. I think it was the El Dorado Regional, and I said Arkansas City. It's like no, it's Arkansas. I'm like this is like. And here's the thing, like I I've been told that so many times before. Like I've never said Arkansas City before, 
and people were like, nope. Like, I, 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 I knew it. I knew it. And all of a sudden, I just slipped out. And they're like, no, it's not how you say it. I'm like, come on. Like, <laughs> whatever. I mean, I respect it, but it's like, come on. Why is there so many towns that, like, look something? You, it do, I, I got, nah, I can't. I, I can't. No comment. <laughs> well, there's your lesson for the day. <laughs> yeah. D- uh, Dylan, who did you have uh, at tennis? I, 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 I'll, I'll throw out there real quick yeah. that uh, Bueller yeah, finished. Uh, Bueller did pretty well as well. They had an upset on their side of the bracket as well. Uh, as a team, they finished I think it was sixth or fifth or f- mm, I can't remember. I feel bad for forgetting. <laughs> I feel really bad for forgetting, but they had a. Well, at least I pulled up my story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they had a couple. They had a couple of doubles players who did well. Uh, the Frederick Babcock duo finished fifth, and Nickel Hamby finished eleventh. Dylan, go ahead. I'm I'm gonna pull up and yeah. say their names because I feel bad doing this. But yeah. What did you get? Yeah. Well, I had uh, Salina Central and Salina South at uh, Class Five A in Emporia, and you know, fellas, I was just so worried on Friday. I'm like, if if anyone gets to the semifinals, I'm like, I gotta go to Emporia. I know I'm from <laughs> there, but uh, I, I was like. I need. I really need to know what I'm doing Saturday because it's either I'm covering Kansas Wesleyan football versus McPherson, or I'm going to be a 5A state tennis trying to maybe cover a state champion. And let's 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 say this right now. But my class reunion, my 10 year class high school reunion was this last weekend, and uh, I had a blast. And even though I had, yeah, how was that? Up, it looked fun. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was really great. Uh, saw a lot of people, and you know, a lot of people were happy that to see me, and you know, get the blue check mark on Twitter. Man, being <laughs> did you have man, a blast like telling to them talk. about that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it was it was you know really great, really great. But uh, but Slash Central, you know, qualifies as a team, and this team is compiled or is made up of four freshmen. A sophomore and a senior. Wow! They get second behind Andover, who ended up winning Class Five A. But they had every single one of their members, you know, had a point. Even their double team of Claire, Renf- Claire and Mallory Renfro. But uh, even though they went one and two, but they still had three entries, you know, win or you know, medal. Uh, Janae Montoya placed fifth in singles. She defeated uh, J- Jensen Gibbs of Blue Valley Southwest, uh, Mackenzie Nutter, and Addison Renfro. Uh, they uh, ended up be- beating a team from Andover Central for seventh. And then Caitlin Roop uh, uh, defeated uh, St. James Academy's Megan Ward 9-6. Uh, to six. So they ended up getting uh, second place as a team. And bright future for Mackenzie Weissenhaar and her program, you know, with five of their six coming back next year, including the triplets, uh, the Renfros, uh, who I did a story on, which went very off on Salina.com once it was released a couple days before the state tournament. I mean, still go check it out because it's, it's still getting clicks. 
Uh, but also in Class 5A, uh, Salina South had two entries. They had Ileana Armbrust, who was third last year in doubles with Alexa Nunnemaker. Uh, she Armbrust and pa partnered with Tess Daly. Uh, they were 24-3 and heading into state, but they they lost to uh, Andover's Brooke Walker and Anna Jittawait in the quarterfinals, but they ended up bouncing back with a 9-6 victory for fifth place against uh, Bryn Stevens and Brenna Gormley of Bishop Carroll. And then they also had Emma Shuda, the only sh singles qualifier. Uh, she went 0-2. Also, I had uh, an entry down at May South in classes three, Class 3 to 1A. Uh, Isabella Matucci and Kate, Kate, we Kate Weiss. But uh, she, um, those two, uh, they were second at state last year in, in that division. They were co-champions with Casey Christian. Uh, they lost to Conway Springs' Lauren May and Haley Osner in the quarters, but they ended up taking fifth place, beating uh, Smoky Valley's Riley Allstead and Mag Magnalita Rochholtz. Uh, nine to five, but congratulations to Isabella Matucci and Katie Weiss of Sacred Heart uh, for getting fifth. Uh, they are the Salina Journal's Athletes of the Week and athletes because I haven't done Athletes of the Week. I've done athlete. So nice. You add the S. So that doubles team uh, was going to be the this week's Athletes of the Week in the journal or for the Salina Journal. Because I was thinking they were going to win state championship. Well, they still but, did pretty uh, good, yeah. It still did pretty good. Um, you know, I picked, um, you know, I picked um, uh, Roop from Salina Central a couple weeks back, and then of course I picked uh, Armbrust and Daly a couple weeks ago as well because they ended up winning the AVCTL one division cha doubles championship. But you know. Future is bright for uh, for Salina Central's tennis team. Uh, we'll see how uh, things go in in twenty twenty two for uh, the Mustang girls. Yeah, it's always good to. I was and I was going to add on to your athlete of the week deal. It's like it's always good to add on uh, non football player, non uh, volleyball, and you get into the real. That's where you kind of like where where we find our stories. You know, with golf, I found a. Uh, the Cooper girls who are going to play in the second day of the uh, 4A state golf tournament. Uh, they had a good story. They hadn't even picked up a golf. They didn't like golf uh, heading into high school. So that's that's the beauty of us kind of finding that. I want to throw out there uh, and go back to the Bueller girls tennis team. Uh, they came up runner-up, runners-up at regionals and then at state fourth place as a team. Nice. Uh, yeah, just three points behind second and third place, which tied. Uh, Casey Lell took sixth place in singles. Olivia Frederick and Kayla Babcock, as I mentioned, uh, finished six in doubles. And Tegan Nickel and Kaylee Hamby finished 11th in doubles. I, actually, I, I was just looking at my list. I I didn't select Armbrust and, and Daly. I thought, I thought I did, but actually last week, it was William Griffith of Salina Central Cross Country. 
There you go. He, Cross he country's school, also hyping up right now. He set a he set a new school record uh, at Salina Central. So, but if you look at all the athletes I've selected, you know I got someone from girls golf who's who's going to be playing in round two, the final round of the Class Five A state championships in Hutch. I got two football players on there. Uh, Girls tennis player, a volleyball player, and cross country. So I've I've made the rounds. It's it's kind of hard because soccer is only Salina Central and Salina South, and they just haven't had good seasons, or you know, just haven't had that level of competition to have those athletes of the week. Which you know, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard, but I'm I'm trying to spread the love as much as I can but you know I'm I'm doing doing my best and I think it's it's working I don't think I've had anybody really complain about any anything you know with athletes of the week or the top performers people think it's cool but you know hey you know it's fair trying to trying to honor kids as much as we can do with and try to tell their stories you know feature stories so but, there you go. Yeah, yeah, and you know we also got substate volleyball coming up this week as as well as uh, cross country regionals. That'll be pretty fun. Uh, the volleyball six uh, A through four A substates coming out. Uh, some good some good ones. Hutchinson has a good chance. They'll be hosting uh, Wichita inner city schools, uh, Wichita Heights, Wichita East, and Wichita North. Is is that right? I think that was. I believe so. I believe so. They'll play at two at Hutch. Nice for the Salt Hawks to to host. They've had such a great year. A very young squad, and they just have so many weapons across the court there. Uh, their one senior is their setter, Caitlin Yoder, who's had a phenomenal season. But you look at their front row, Aaliyah Green, freshman, Rachel Tomac, sophomore, Malia Johnson, junior, Maya Thompson, junior, and then you got some Girls off come off the bench and getting quality time as well. Nickerson uh, is going to host as well. Uh, they haven't had their sub-state release yet because they're 3A, but we're fully expecting that their sub-state final will be Nickerson-Cheney. And they've knocked off Cheney before, but Cheney's been flirting with that 2 or 3 ranking in the in the 3A rankings, and Nickerson hasn't been ranked for some reason. Um but there's there's a good chance there for that substate final. But uh, what are just your thoughts on so far? Uh, you dealing with the substate uh, volleyball releases that you've seen for your area? Well, uh, Salina Central and Salina South are both in the uh, towards the bottom. Uh, they will be in play-in games. Salina Central has had a tough season, losing a four-year starter in Hampton Williams, who's a uh, basketball commit to Abilene Christian. Uh, she had surgery a couple weeks ago, but expected to be back. But they go to Emporia. Um, Emporia, a really good team. Uh, uh, made up of kids that I that were freshmen three years ago when I was working in Emporia. But uh, they have a, they have a new coach, and it ends up being and it, she's she's the wife of Emporia State volleyball coach Bing Zhu. Um, but um, they are they are good, but um, it's it's interesting, Billy. But that team is like twenty four and five. That Emporia team, and wow. they're not even ranked. They're not even ranked in the KVA poll. But 
I, I don't know why. I don't know why, but um, I've been asking know, I, that about Nickerson for the last four yeah, weeks. It's it's been kind of crazy. I, I I think I think the reason could be maybe the coaches are not or the coach could not be in or is not associated with the the coaches poll or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, well, they they were ranked as a thing, but but again, I don't yeah, know. I don't and, know either. Yeah. It, it's just weird. I mean, Maybe there, there are teams really that no explanation, it. but it's it's hard with rankings, and you know they they're, they're yep. just rankings. We create our own rankings for football every week. And, yep. You know, uh, you know, there are teams that maybe should rank, but nope, can't it's get them on there. Opinion. You gotta yep. you gotta base it off performance, but. Um, but yeah, and then Salina South goes to May South. Uh, I believe they take on Arc City, and Salina Central takes on Goddard uh, in Emporia. So um, I, May South I really don't good. see, I, I don't, I really don't see either of those teams coming out of uh, of you know advancing the state. I mean, basically, they got to win all their matches to get back home and playing at Tony's Pizza Event Center, but I just don't see that coming. I think the best bet would be El Celine, who has uh, their first 20-win 20, 20 season in, in quite a while, um, but we'll see where they draw in their 1A substate. I think they go to a Buncee, and I think, oh, I think Sacred Heart's in that same substate as well, and then Southeast of Selene is in the Halstead substate, which I think Smoky Valley is a part of. But there are good teams in that substate as well. But I, I I really can't picture anything with volleyball. I don't see any of the five county teams advancing the state. But I think Elslink would surprise me. But um, Smoky Valley I, is close. Smoky Valley is is getting. Smoky Valley is definitely getting back to three, and they're close. They're close. They're kind of close to you. I think you did. You did they, something. They on are, them. and I had a and I had a chance to see them uh, two weeks ago when they were at Southeast of Celine. Uh, they recently just won the Aveline Invitational this past weekend. Uh, Abby Rose, uh, who is a senior, surpassed one thousand kills. Um, they have a good, solid team. They lost six seniors last year. They have six seniors this year. But they are good. They're good. They are. Uh, let's see. I think they're. I think they're at thirty wins after the Abilene tournament. I think they might be over thirty. But uh, they only got three defeats, and two of them, or one of them, is to Nickerson, and then the other two are to Clay Center and and Hillsboro. Okay, Nickerson's played them a lot. I'm not sure if Nickerson, yeah, they're in the same league. They're in the same league. I'm not I, sure if I Nickerson's think, beaten them. I think them. the loss happened. I think the loss happened in in that first tournament of the year. I believe it might have been. In, it had it to have been a pool. Been. It might. It I'm had not, to have been I, a I'm pool gonna, game. It had no, to be a, a pool play game because Smoky Valley won that tournament, and I don't think Nickerson well, beat them ever this year. Well, they got third, I, I, and Hillsboro got second. So. Uh, I am not sure there, but um, there's. A... I know, I know, I know. It's not against Genie. I'll I'll say that right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wellington is going up to Mc, the McPherson tournament. Uh, Greg and uh, they're in a, That's a tough. That's a tough substate because you got one of the top volleyball teams in the state in four A in McPherson. 
Yeah, and Wellington hasn't had a great season either. They had the expectations of maybe they could get back to state, uh, but it's just not looking that way for them. Uh, they were a senior-heavy team, and it's just not ha- has been going their way. I mean, on the good, the bright side, they're facing Bueller, and Bueller has not been really good this year. I think Wellington has beat them like two, three times this season. So they should win the first match, but then they face. Uh, McPherson, that's how you say it. McPherson, yep. yes. Sorry. Oh, there you go. There we go. <laughs> learning, learning as we go. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see Wellington coming close to them, unfortunately. So their season might end there if they pull off the upset. I mean, that's that's something. But um, I, yeah, I, I just don't see him doing much. Yeah, Bueller can hang with McPherson. I've seen it twice, but they, I forget her name, and I should look it well, up. Wendell, Ryan Swanson. Next? Yes. Swanson going to KU, Billy. Yep. Even and you, and I you know, know this. That. You know this. Yes. Yeah. She's even I know well, it. She's an absolute beast. You can't stop and her. She's thing, over a thousand with, kills in her career too at Mac. The, uh, I think it's fifteen hundred. I believe. Oh, damn. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Well, the thing with Wellington too is they they've they've hung around with Andale, and Andale's the clear cut favorite in yep. their like district, and. They hung around a little bit when they were in collegiate, I believe. So maybe Wellington can work some magic. They've, they've gotten a little bit uh, hot towards the end of the season, so maybe that rubs off. But I think they'll for sure beat Bueller. Their, their second match, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot, for sure. And, Billy, I, I just checked this out, but Nickerson and Smoky Valley did meet twice in that first tournament of the year, and Nickerson did did win, but Smoky Valley got the redemption in yeah, the championship. In the championship, that's but, right. And like and like I was like I said a few moments ago, Smokey's only losses are to Nickerson, Hillsboro, and Clay Center. And you look at see what they did in Abilene. They defeated Abilene twice. They defeated Bueller. They defeated Ellsworth and uh, Royal Valley. But you know, as we're taping this on Monday, but. Smokey's got to play Chapman and Nickerson to round out the regular season. So that's a senior that's night a at fo- Nickerson. That's a fourth matchup with Nickerson for Smoky Valley. Yeah, and, that's uh, that's why that's, that's what that, coach that's told me fun. is that their their senior night is not going to be no cakewalk like you would want on a senior night. But uh, the right. Pan- the Panthers will have their hands full with Smoky Valley and. Uh, this weekend, we're going to have our hands full as well with volleyball, football, obviously, cross-country. We're going to gather all those stuff up and bring you the best coverage across Kansas. We're going to wrap up that segment. Coming up next, we're going to talk about our little bit more high school football, what we saw in our upcoming games, and a little bit of rankings as well. Coming up next on the Connect Kansas Sports Podcast. Welcome back from the break, folks. You're listening to the Gannett Kansas Sports Podcast. If you're not a subscriber to any Gannett papers in the in the state of Kansas, you can be for a dollar a month. You get ex- all, all, all exclusive subscriber content, including subscriber-only content for six months. And right now is a, probably the best time you can subscribe because you'll be covered all the way through the Kansas State Basketball Championships, which are in mid-March. We're going to switch over topics now and talk about high school football and what we saw over the weekend. You know, 
I was at Hutch Campus. Dylan had a good one at Goddard Salina Central, who is now in the rankings. And we'll, we'll talk about rankings here in this segment as well. But Salina Central, one of those teams back or in the rankings for the first time this year. Hutch gets a second win. And uh, Wellington El Dorado is what I'm seeing on my script right now. But let's start with you, Dylan. Uh, Salina Central, uh, welcome to the club, I guess I should say, for, for the rankings. The Stangs are the a Stangs. threat to beat. They are a threat now. This team right now, they could easily be 6-1 and one or 7-0 and oh if they don't make stupid mistakes against Goddard Eisenhower or Andover. That's a combined 19 points in their two losses this season. Oh, wow. And, and Andover, Andover's 5-2. and two. Andover's five and two. Eisenhower is, I believe, four and three. I mean, I would say the Andover loss is the better of the two. But you look at Salina Central schedule. Win at campus, win big at campus week one. Non AB skill two matchup. You come home, you have a lot of momentum starting the season one and oh. Lose to Eisenhower. Who had a lot lose last year? You know they lost uh, Nick Hogan, who's now playing at Washburn, but you lose that game twenty four fourteen. Next week you draw Andover, and you're in the game, and then you lose by nine points. Then you go to the Valley Center. Mustangs were up forty two to three at half. Looking like they could have a uh, game go uh, mercy rule, or you know, with a running clock in the second half. But then you have Valley Center, who scores twenty one points in the second half, and you know, Salina Central still wins the game forty two twenty four. Then there's a different mindset because they go to Arc City the next week, down seven to six, going in the second quarter, get the goal line stand. And then they put a put a show on, up forty five seven when the game fifty one fourteen over the defending runners up in class four A, and then Andover Central comes to town, homecoming for the Stangs, defensive mindset. Ashton Barkdahl gets hurt on the first drive. What what a game! The best game I've seen all season, best game seen all season from Salina Central. 21-14, beat Andover Central. Down goes number one. Next, last week, you know, I have Goddard. Goddard's still looking for a first win of the season. Goddard had it inside the five at, at one point, but they just made mistakes. They had three fumbles, and Salina Central capitalized on them. They won 34-6. Meaningless garbage score with a second left for Goddard. But, uh, you know... Salina Central has won four straight and against three of the four have been really good wins for for Central. Five and two. And and you know, you know, this is kind of weird to say, but you know, they might be five and two, but they are four and oh when I'm at their games. <laughs> yeah. They are four and oh when I'm in attendance. <laughs> And they have a chance to be five and zero with me in attendance this week. 
Nice, nice. Uh, because there is a lot on the line for the Stangs this week. Right now, they're sitting in the eighth spot in the 5A West, 5-2. and two. They need a win and some help to try to get off that 8-9 line to avoid you know, playing a Bishop Carroll or whoever's going to be the one seed in the 5A West. Okay. This is a pivotal game for Salina Central this week. It's against their crosstown rival Salina South. And Salina Central has a bad taste in their mouth after what happened last year. 28-7 lead right before halftime. Looks like they're in control of the game. Had one win last season. Try to look for two. They let a 21-point lead slip. Man. Again, against the Cougars, who won 34-28. The Mayor's Cup went back to the south side. And now Central's out for some redemption. You know, the first two Mayor's Cup games that I've seen here in Salina have without a doubt been really good. Salina Central won 17 Seven, I believe it was 17-13 or 17-10 uh, two years ago. But that game was in week three. Last year it was week eight. This year it's week eight again. When I saw the schedule last year and saw that Central and South was week one, week eight, I was like, oh boy. This is going to be one of those games that's going to be very pivotal for the postseason. With Salina Central... Looking for that home game. And Salina South is trying to avoid like a Capon or a Hayes in round one. Pivotal for both teams. Central trying to get that home game. South trying to avoid playing Capon who who got out of the playoffs last year. Losing, what was it, 70 to nothing to Capon. And Capon's still good. Hayes is good. 5A West, if you look, 1 through 10. And that includes Hutch, Billy. Because Hutch has something to play for against Mays on Friday night. Things are very interesting. When I tweeted our story on our... When I tweeted our rankings this morning, I said week 8 is going to be... Oh, let me me actually pull it up. Oh, I said week 8 is going to be very fun. Because you look at 5A West... Salina Central on the line of, on the verge of trying to get a home game. Hutch is trying to get a home game. You know, they're on the 10 line right now. This is a very interesting week because May South is playing Derby. You got Mays playing Hutch. There is a lot of scenarios that can flip the script in Class 5A on the west side. And, Billy, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say this right now, but I'm not going to guarantee it. <laughs> not like last week. No, I'm not going to guarantee it. <laughs> I'm going to say Hutch is going to go into Mays and win. Wow. I think Mays is going to have a hangover. Because losing in the last 35 seconds to Derby, you know, going for two, trying to go for the kill switch. When they were up 21-7 or 21-0. When they were up 21-7. I think Hutch is going to make things interesting. I I think so, too. That means 5A West is going to be very interesting 
when brackets are released Friday night after games. I think so too because Hutch has finally, I think, found and gained a little bit of momentum with their little offensive. Uh, it's not rebranding. They they switched a couple players around, including a couple of their star, a couple of star players like Noah Kokar. They moved him from quarterback to receiver, and they brought in Nick Lange at quarterback. Tall kid, accurate with the ball, really accurate with the ball, and he's got an arm too. And coach joked with me. He's like, "Did you like how we spread it out in this game?" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> nice." Uh, but they. Two touchdowns between Kokar and Lange in that game to come back and beat Campus. I know it's it's everyone's like, oh my god, they beat Campus. You got to beat Campus. They're they're winless. Campus played tough. I'll tell you that their kicker's got a leg. He kicked a 52 yarder, but they played tough. And Hutch was able to come back and win that one. The reason why I think I agree with you is because of last year's game. They were able to hang around with them, and the Miles Thompson into the end zone dive there at the end and now Mays is thinking about that hangover and it's it's hurting even more because they lost to top ranked derby so Mays a lot to play for Hutchinson will be is going to be excited for this one and that'll I'm I'm in a coin flip between that and going there and going somewhere else and I don't know yet but you're right I think the Salt Hawks are going to be super excited to go on the road and try to beat the Eagles at their home place. Um, I'm going to go. I agree. I yeah. agree, Billy. Uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to Friday night. There's a lot, Central of, there's a South, lot of stuff Central going on Central and Friday. South is like, like going to be really fun because you just don't know who's going to win this ballgame. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing because it's going to, if you scoreboard watch during – all the games and look at the scores because then you can figure out what scenarios can happen. And and it is going to be very hard for me to scoreboard watch. But I know my eyes are on two games in 5A. I, I don't see May South going in the Derby and winning. But that Hutch Mays game is probably the one that I'm going to keep an eye on the most. But, you know, Wichita Northwest and Hayes, that's another big game another of 5A West. That's going to change scenarios. There are a lot of pivotal games in Class 5A that could shake things up between that 4 and, and 10 line. This isn't 5A, but Inman Smith Center, this isn't. What, this isn't 1A that's or 2A. That's for a district title. Yep, and this isn't another that's or the same district, district either. Title. But Bueller Circle, another That's one there. Too. If if Bueller loses, and I think it's if Mole or I forget who plays McPherson. Oh, is it I'll, a, I'll is, is, is it Augusta? It's one of those two teams. I think I think it is Augusta. Yeah, because Mulvane I really think really it is. did a number on them last week. They, they, that was a big upset, in my opinion, for Mulvane or for McPherson to try to come back, coming off the the Bueller loss, the first time in five years they had lost to Bueller, or not beaten them, and then get upset by Mulvane. That that's that was a tough loss for them. But if McPherson loses, I think one more time, I think that's what Chuck Char, uh, Chuck Cheney said then Circle can win that league. 
out of nowhere. Yeah. Which is crazy. And Bueller's been dominant all year long. And I was going to say, speaking of garbage points, Wellington did some garbage points last week against Bueller, Greg, with that field goal at the end. Uh, but from an, from an yeah, outsider's that. point of view, how real do you think Bueller is? How real do you think the Crusaders are? So the, the thing with Bueller, you know, I, their defense is great. I mean, that, they're, they're – Defense was really, really good. Fifteen I mean, takeaways kept, on the year and four pick sixes. Two of them came against Wellington. Yep. Um, the let's see, they kept Malachi Rogers in check, and that's pretty much the Crusaders, Wellington Crusaders. That's pretty much their offense. Um, they're de- they're the Bueller offense somewhat struggled against uh, Wellington's defense. I thought that was kind of shocking. Only because you know Sam Elliott is a really good player for Bueller. Um, so I was, I was, you know, the first quarter, I think it was. You know, you look at thirty-five to three, you're thinking like, wow, the defense played terrible. But you think, you know, but you know, fourteen points came off the interceptions. Um, there was two other turnovers Wellington had too that gave Bueller good field position. Really, I, I think if Wellington's offense played well, you know, or you know, did not turn the ball over as many times as they did. It's somewhat of a game, but uh, Bueller's defense, I mean, I think it's just ridiculously good, and Bueller was the, by far the better team. But, um, yeah, their their defense is legit. I, I saw Bueller in what? Andover Central. Um, yep, you did. Week two. So, you that um, Yeah, that was a good game. Bueller, Bueller probably should have had that game too, but a last-second touchdown by Andover Central gave them the win. So, they're for, I, th- I mean, they're for real. Uh, their defense is their defense is going to do all the work, though, I think. Their offense is still good, though, but that defense is going to carry them. I think so, too. And uh, they had that scoop and score, which kind of switched everything around in that McPherson game. And then that's when the offense started going, getting those extra points that they needed. I think it's like 15 points you need or, or 13 points you need for a max to jump up on the leaderboards or something like that. But... Yeah, that defense will come a long way, especially if later in the playoffs they're going to have to face McPherson again, or if they make it to the state semis, play a play a, a Basser Linwood, or maybe Miege, or maybe St. James. However far they go, but I think well, that'll be key. That, for their that's success. all on the east side, Billy. Yeah. All Max got. All Max got to worry about is whoever's on the west because they've made it to the state semi sub state semifinals. And in West, and have fallen the last couple of years. And right now, if if they if they don't beat Augusta on Friday night, you could probably see the Bullpups with an early exit. Who who would they end up falling to? Do you have you calculated um, that yet? Yeah, let, uh, yeah, uh, we would have to look at the brackets because I think they're on that eight, nine, ten line in four A West. But, so uh, I I, but, I have it right now. Uh, just my bracketology that I actually put up um, to uh, yeah today. Um, McPherson will be playing Ulysses. U- Ulysses. Uh, yeah, that's Ulysses. Who play- Ulysses. Th- wow. That's who they'll be playing right now. But yeah, I, I couldn't answer the who they would play if they win or lose. Um, but um, so let, yeah, they- let me uh, let me base it off of the Keisha formula. So, Bueller, right now, as it stands, according to the Keisha, according to Keisha, Bueller would be the one, Wamego would be the two, Andover Central checks in at three, 
Mulvane at four, Augusta at five, Max at six, Circles at seven, and then you got Independence and El Dorado in the eight and nine, and then Arc City at ten. So it would be Ulysses at at number eleven with Wellington at twelve, Winfield at thirteen, Rose Hill at fourteen, Great Bend at fifteen, and Abilene at sixteen. So you look if Mac is on that six line. They could possibly and, end up in a seven, eight, nine, and end up playing well, and El yeah, Dorado and, again, and, 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 which and also was a close game. Of them. So if Mac is on that six line, if if everything holds, and if everyone takes care of business ahead of, or you know, if if Mac ends up winning, they could avoid probably playing an Andover Central in in the sectional round of or the regional round of the of the Class Four A playoffs. Things are very interesting, and I said it a few moments ago. This is really pivotal. And two weeks ago on the podcast, week six, this is where everything solidifies for teams to get in that right position. This is the week where it's going to all pay off. Because Mac is in a situation where you might be on the road in in week 10. This is very critical. Mac needs a win, but you're going against Augusta team who's sitting fifth in Class Four in, in 4A West, trying to get that first uh, home game as well. Everything is very interesting. A this lot week. on the week line eight in 4A. Is wow. Very, very interesting because when Keisha went to this playoffs with 6A, 5A, and 4A back in 2016, it made things very interesting. You know, with Week Eight, and it's still it's still the same thing. They've done it with these bigger classes. It hasn't gone to 3-2-1-A and 8-man yet because they're still doing district because they play a lot more games in district play. You know, every game counts. And Mac, Mac has to go to Augusta. Mac has to go to Augusta. That is very difficult to do. If that game's at McPherson Stadium, you give Mac the advantage. But you're playing Augusta who, you know, has beat Circle. You know they put they're five and two for a reason as well. So everything is pivotal this week. Yep, a lot of good stuff. Any final thoughts, Greg? Not really. Uh, I think well, one thing that could be very fascinating, at least from Wellington's standpoint, just to give them a little shout out with the brackets. Um, they could actually end up because fa- they face Mulvane this week. They could actually end up facing Mulvane next week. So oh wow, <laughs> it's. it's <laughs> It's it's if Mulvane wins and Wellington loses, but there's another teams that've also got to, you know, win and lose. So it's it's a lot into it, but yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy formula for another rematch, I guess, for Week Nine and back to back weeks. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, that, that, I I just thought that was fascinating. Billy, be- before we wrap this up, I want to bring Five A up real quick. Yeah, I want to bring because I yeah. want to mention what's happened. So right now, you have Capen as the one. Hayes at the two, Carroll at three, Andover's at four, May South at five, Mays at six, Wichita Northwest at seven, Science Central at eight, Wichita Heights at nine. One through nine, six and one or five and two. Wow. Eisenhower four and three at ten. Hutch is at eleven at four and three. Does this show? How things are going to be interesting 
because you look at the matchups in 5A. We mentioned that Hayes and Northwest are playing each other. Slime Central's playing for something, playing against South. May's playing Hutch. May South playing Derby. What is there to give? Week 8 is going to be very interesting. And I, I think we're in for a crazy Friday night of scoreboard watching and out covering games. Yep, that'll certainly be fun. And we're in the works of this, but we're going to go and do a live show on either Friday or Saturday night. One of those nights, maybe even Sunday, but stay tuned for that. We'll talk about the brackets, break them down, and give our take and what we think will happen in the playoffs. That'll wrap up that segment coming up. We're going to skip a couple segments because we're running a little bit long on this one. We're not going to lie. You probably are tired right now, but... <laughs> uh, but. That'll wrap up that segment. Coming up next, we're going to make our picks for our local college and professional picks in football. We'll talk those rules coming up after, and we'll also recap a little bit of the rankings and close out this episode of the Connect Kansas Sports Podcast. And welcome back, everyone, to the final segment of the Gene Kansas Sports Podcast. We're going to quickly highlight the new rankings, which we have a, a lot of shifting around, and as well as do our local college and professional football picks. The rules are you can't pick the college you went to, and we can't choose the Kansas City Chiefs. Dylan, a lot of shakeups in the rankings this week. Yeah, definitely. We'll start with Class 6A, Derby is still number one after defeating Mays 42-41. The Panthers are at Mays South, uh, so Mays South still with something to play for in Class 5A. Blue Valley makes a jump up from 4-2 to two after defeating Blue Valley West. Junction City moves from 6-3. to three. Manhattan is back uh, in the top four. They are at four after being fifth last week. Washburn Rule is back in the top five, and they were seventh last week. They faced uh, Seaman. Uh, and then in the biggest drop was Blue Valley Northwest dropping from two to six after losing to St. Thomas Aquinas, 35-16. Lawrence Free State is at seven. Lawrence is at eight. Olathe North also a big drop in Class 6A. They were three. They are at number nine after losing to Clint Bowen and the Chesty Lions, 17-14. And then Olathe West checks in after defeating Olathe South. Blue Valley North dropped out of the rankings, and receiving votes is Dodge City. Class 5A, no major changes. Blue or Bishop Carroll is still number one. Spring Hill at two. Capon Mount Carmel is three, moving up from four. Mill Valley drops to four from three. Hayes is at fifth. Is that num number five? Wichita Northwest moves up from eight to six. Mays stays at seventh after losing to Derby, and the big one. <laughs> and we were excited. I was excited in the last segment about this. Salina Central is in the rankings. Mark Sanbo and company. Man, this team is fun to watch. I, I said it in the last segment. I'm 4-0 when, when I'm in attendance watching Salina Central games. If he had Goddard, 34-6. It's the Mayor's Cups Friday night at Salina Stadium. I'm jacked. Central is ranked. I gave them a vote last week, and all of you guys agree. The Stangs are at eight and playing <laughs> for a lot, especially with the Mayor's Cup and a home playoff game on the line. 
this Friday night at Salina Stadium. St. Thomas Aquinas moves up a spot from 10 to 9, and Seaman, who was 10 last week, they are they remain that in that 10th spot. Andover Central and May South dropped out. May South is still receiving votes along with Pittsburgh and Andover. Class 4A, Baser Linwood's still at 1. Andover Central moves up to 2 from 3. Bueller drops to 3. Wamigo moves up from 6. Actually, Wamigo and Chanute, who were tied for 6 last week, are in that 4th spot. Bishop Miege is at 6th. Mulvane, after the big win against Mack, they are at number 7. Circle jumps back into the rankings after being unranked. Atchison is at 9, and McPherson is at the top of the 4A rankings. Several weeks ago, they are at number 10. Augusta and St. James Academy receiving votes. Casey Piper dropped out of the rankings. Class 3A, nothing really changing there with Ando, or Andel at 1, Collegian at 2, Holton at 3, Cheney at 4, Southeast at, of Selene at 5. Southeast of Selene has not allowed a point since week 3. The only change in 3A, the top 7 did not change. Hayden and Concordia flip-flop spots. Uh, Hayden is 8 and Concordia is 9. And Frontenac is at number 10. Pratt dropped out, receiving votes. Holcomb, Galena, and Pratt. Class 2A, Rossville wins the war on 24 over Silver Lake, 24-19. Rossville still claiming that top spot. Wellsville is still at number two. Silver Lake only drops from three to four. Uh, Chaparral moves up to three. Osage City, Hoisington remain at five and six. Hillsboro moves up the spot to eight. Cimarron at eight from, from seven. Kingman remaining at ninth. And Nemaha Central at ten. Receiving votes, Atchison County, Beloit, TMP out of Hayes and Pleasant Ridge. Nothing really changing in Class 1A. I don't know why half of us are in agreement with Inman and half of us like the Fighting Chris Schmitz of Opie. And yes, I will keep saying they are the Fighting Chris Schmitz because their <laughs> coach Chris Schmidt is a great guy, but they have one to... But both of the... Top two, actually, yeah, it should be a tie because I don't know on I'm looking at it on rankings, but Inman at one, Opie at two, but still there were three. It should be well, I guess the points spread. So how many did get, how many first place votes do each team have? Yeah. So, so it should, it should technically three. be tied for first. Okay, we gotta so get on Chuck for this. What's Chuck doing? We gotta oh, we gotta boy. go back. Oh boy. Oh, uh, this isn't but good. But Inman's got to play Smith Center, who's at four. That's for a district title in Class 1A. While Opie has Christ Prep, Opie has wrapped up their district. Sedwick and Conway Springs, a battle between three and six this week. A lot of a lot of the ranked teams in Class 1A playing each other. Centralia at five are playing number eight with Buncey. Jeff County North has Jackson Heights. Plainville's at nine. Linden's at ten. Jackson Heights is still receiving votes. And then Central Heights is, is receiving votes as well. Eight-man one. Little River still there. Madison at two. Camp Galva at three. Sedan at four. Hill City up from seven to five. Uh, Joaquini Trigo is down three spots to six from three. Mead moves up a spot. Chase County down two spots to nine. Argonia Attica from six to seven. Clifton Clyde wasn't ranked last week. 
They are number 10. Medicine Lodge dropped out. They are receiving votes along with Yates Center, Wichita County, West Elk, and Gossel. And then eight-man two, Axtell is still at the top. Thunder Ridge is at two. Victoria at three. Buckland moves up a spot to four from five. Levo up from seven to five. Wheatland Grinnell up two spots from eight to six. Frankford is down the spot from six to seven. Caldwell losing to South Barber. They drop four spots from four to eight. South Barber is is checks into the rankings. They are at number nine. Quinter, who was nine last week, they are ten. Hanover dropped out. Hanover, Dighton, and Waverly are receiving votes, and that is the rankings for this week. And things will shake up uh, heading into the first round of the playoffs, the postseason next week. So things are going to get very interesting when. Brackets are released, and when we would come out with our rankings uh, on Dang, Monday, Dylan, do you need, fun. like, water or something just going right through that list or something? <laughs> hey, hey, uh, well, when you have done radio yeah. before and, and know how the tempo of play-by-play is, you can just do it. You don't need like, water. I, yeah, you don't need water. Yeah. You don't need I've water. done it too, I mean, but I, man, I, 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 I got my I got my bottle of water here, and then I and then I have my my Super Bowl uh, cup with uh, Coke Zero sugar, so I you know I'm ha- get a little caffeine in me, but hey, it's it's helping me get through this <laughs> podcast. I'm glad it's not a Red Bull because that Red was Bull an awful choice last time. Nights. <laughs> Red Bull sugar free, ladies and gentlemen. Red that's Bull just something free. interesting that I've done. I've drank a lot of sugar-free soda. That's Coke Zero, Dr. Pepper, sugar-free, zero sugar, the Mountain Dew, zero sugar. Still good. But um, we still got picks to do and wrap up this week's Gannett Kansas Sports Podcast. Yeah, let me explain the rules again real quick. It'll be a local, uh, a state game in the state of Kansas of high school football, a college game where it cannot be uh, your alma mater, and in the NFL it cannot be a Kansas City Chiefs game. So I'm going to start it off this week. I'm going to pick uh, first game in the high school realm. I'm going with the St. James and Bishop Miege matchup on Friday As night. It's a rematch from the 4A playoffs last year. Yep. Overtime. And you know what? What a week eight game there. And you know what? I'm going to go with the defending state champion, St. James. Wow. Uh, despite me age up and coming and beating a few 6A teams now and finally finding the groove, I'm going to go with St. James. Um, wow. Go, going with that pick. Uh, my college That's pick. That's a bold pick. Yep. <laughs> it's not, it's pick not a guarantee, but this, I'm going to pick them. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Uh, yeah. There you uh, go. My college pick. It. I'm going to go to the ACC. Uh, with Georgia Tech and Virginia, 6.30 on the ACC Network. I'm going to go with Georgia Tech. I don't know. I just always thought that when when they ran the triple option a few years ago, I don't know if they still do it. That's how off, that's, that's That just shows how. I don't no, think they, they do don't. it anymore. They, I don't think they, no, they, they don't. They right? face Clemson. Yeah, However, they did give Clemson a good fight. They probably should have won the game to be their first Clemson's first upset. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they, they got a good program going on in Georgia Tech. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Georgia Tech in that one. Uh, Virginia's been good recently, I think, but I'm going to go with Georgia Tech in that one. And my NFL pick, Matthew Stafford facing his old team as the Rams host the Detroit Lions, and it's just been a 
a heartbreaking season for the Lions. Tough loss after tough loss. Their head coach in tears a couple weeks ago. I'm going to go... Nah, I'm just I'm just gonna go with the LA Rams in that one. Stafford's been having a great year with the Rams, and I think the Rams are gonna. I'll take the Rams in that one. And that's the return of Jared Goff. Yeah, to that, LA. That, that's what that's what make that's what it was. Yes, that's what it is. Yes, that'll be a yes. Old that quarterbacks, different quarterbacks, seeing their former teams. Uh, yeah. Greg, you're new to this. Uh, you take a shot. So here we go. Uh, high school. I'm gonna go to the lower uh, classes here. Sedwick versus Conway Springs. Uh, that's gonna be a great matchup. I don't know much about Sedwick. Uh, Sedgwick, excuse me. But uh, yes, I do. So y- you you can give me a little more insight <laughs> on them. But Conway Springs has been playing great. They lost their week one matchup to Garden Plains, and Garden Plains hasn't really been playing well lately. But that was their only loss. I think it was by a touchdown. But uh, since then, th- the Cardinals have been dominating. Uh, the last, uh, f- uh, let's see, last four or five games, they they pitched three shutouts and and three in a row. Uh, no, four shutouts in the last five games, three in a, in a row lately. So they're they're playing. Their defense is lights out. And the beautiful thing I like about the Cardinals is there's no like star player on that offense. They are a very balanced offense where they have like three players, four players that can get like 80, 90 yards each. So it's, I think what they're doing there, they're finally catching the groove a little bit. However, as much as I'm hyping up Conway Springs, I'm going with Cedric. I, that's as a, as a Sumner wow. County team for Conway Springs. I agree with you. As a Sumner County team, I cover them a little bit, but I got to go with Cedric. You know, it's, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in myself. I hope they can prove I, me wrong. I would agree with you, yeah. Greg. Uh, uh, Hoffins, uh, whatever his name is, their quarterback for uh, for Cedric, uh, you know, has done some really good things. I, I saw a stat line on him when they played El Saline, and he just lit it up through – over 400 yards and and like five or six touchdowns. I might have to pull that up, but that uh, Sedwick is just very impressive in one A, and that's why they're in the top five. And and um, but yeah, I, I would have to go with Sedwick as well if I was picking that game. My college one, I I, I thought about it a little bit. We got a good rivalry in USC and Notre Dame. I wanted to go the route with Billy as a, a team that we don't know much about, like Georgia Tech and Virginia. But there's not many tough games this week in week eight of college football. However, there's a ranked team that's doing really well and it's kind of under the radar, and that's Wake Forest. Wake Forest is having a sensational year. They're the last undefeated team in the ACC. No one would have thought that. Everyone would have thought Clemson would be that. They're having a disappointing year, and Wake Forest is taking advantage of it. However... Wake Forest is coming off some close, close wins. They beat Syracuse by three points. They're not much of a good team. They beat Louisville by three points. They barely uh, get past Florida State as well. So they're holding on, but they're there. So it seems like I'm kind of like discrediting Wake Forest here. It makes me want to go Army, but I'm going Wake Forest. I am riding with the Deacons here. I think they can. I think they could actually go undefeated in the ACC. Maybe not a berth in the college football playoffs, but they are looking very well. Their offense is legit. I, I, I like. I like the Demon Deacons. I like what they're doing, but they do have a tough matchup in Army. 
And then my NFL one, there's again, like there's no really good games this week in, even in the NFL. So I went with probably the worst game you can watch, and that could be the Falcons and the Dolphins. Two <laughs> very bad teams going against each other. So it's going to be kind of one of those games you're like, how are these guys in the NFL? Like, how is this a professional game? However, the garbage much, I mean, we th- I mean, look at Jacksonville, Miami, and London. I mean, it was just terrible coaching, terrible football. But my boy Trevor Lawrence came out with the win, so I'm happy with that. Have you noticed that? I don't mean to interrupt you, but they put two really bad games in London. Why did they do that? I, I have they won't yeah. get ratings because they start at 8.30 Kansas time. Oh, okay, oh and fun fact, Green Bay, I'm a Packers fan, Green Bay has, I think, the only team that has not been to London yet. They they refuse to give wow. up a home game, which I don't I don't blame them, but, you know, it's it, they haven't done it yet. So, uh, so again, my, my thing is the Falcons and Dolphins is a – Terrible game to watch. However, it's going to be one of those games that's like so bad you want to watch. I am going to go with the Miami Dolphins here. Just because it's in Miami, it's hard to win in Miami because of the humidity. Give me Tua. They need to get something going because Brian Flores might be on the hot seat soon because he's 1-6. and six, And there was a lot of expectations for this Dolphins team because they had such a good year last year. And Give me the Dolphins there. All right, good stuff, Greg. All right, Dylan, what, what, do you, what do you got, Dylan? Well, before I get my picks, Lance Hoffsummer is the quarterback for Sedwick. Drew for 425 yards and seven touchdowns against El Saleem. Keep an eye on that one. He is a senior. All righty, back to my picks. Going in the 5A ranks for my high school pick. It's a ranked showdown. Number five, Hayes at number six, Wichita Northwest. Give me the fighting Indians of Hayes High. I think Jared Kanak and company go in the Wichita Northwest and win that Clemson, ball. Baby. I got I got a roof. And we see, do we see a post-game TikTok oh, from 100%. him as well? Yes. I will guarantee you that. Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love it, Greg. Shout out. I love it. Let's go. I love that. I love it. Give me Hayes because if Wichita Northwest loses and May South loses, Salina Central wins, Salina Central moves up. Wow. That is why oh, I'm I, picking Hayes I mean, high. I, when we do our picks and everything, when we post that, I already say I already gave I already picked Hayes, but it's only because they got the Clemson guy. That's my that's my team. I have to support a future Clemson Tiger. So I always <laughs> I always gotta pick him. There you go. Uh, college pick. I'm going to Big 12. I like this game because it's number eight, Oklahoma State at Iowa State. I think Iowa State has a little momentum going back home after defeating K-State. But, man, I really like Oklahoma State right now. I said it last week. I said horns down. Give me the Cowboys. Quinn Stewart, Salina Central Mustang. Plays for Mike Gundy. Give me the Cowboys to win that one at <laughs> Iowa State. Keep that road winning streak alive because you return home next week. If you got the momentum, Oklahoma State, you return home. You face my Kansas Jayhawks, and you will still beat them. <laughs> so give me the Cowboys in 
Jack Tri Stadium. I feel like Oklahoma State can even lose and they could still probably beat Kansas. <laughs> well, yes. I like the cow Agreed. I like the Cowboys. I don't care how much how much Brees Hall's gotta do or Brock Purdy. I I think Iowa State is just having a disappointing Agreed. season, according to everybody, and they Agreed. are in my book. Because, you know, they lost to Iowa and Iowa lost to an unranked that was Purdue stupid, team. By the way. They beat Penn State. But, like, oh my god. Like, but yeah, give me Oklahoma State all day. I'm not guaranteeing it. NFL pick. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. A battle of Heisman Trophy winners. I hate to say it again, but give me Lamar Jackson because they beat Justin Herbert and that helped the Chiefs out. The Chiefs are one game out of the first place in the AFC West. Give me the Ravens at home. Lamar is going to do they it again. The they didn't just beat there the Chiefs. There you go. Mike drop. Lamar Jackson. He is up for MVP. He has got to be in the MVP race conversation right now. And I just I mean, since he coached by Zach Taylor, who played his played some of his collegiate career at Butler Juco, but give me Lamar Jackson all day. Nice. That'll. I think that's gonna do it. That seems like a great place to stop. Uh, our picks are usually pretty fire, and they're pretty good this week. That'll do it for this episode of the Gannett Kansas Sports Podcast. A couple things to mention first. Dylan will absolutely be at the Salina South Salina Central game. Greg no will, brainer, ladies and no gentlemen. No brainer. I'm going to tweet that on Friday, too. <laughs> no, I'm going to do it. No period brainer. That's when you I know he's serious. I will do it like that. That's when you know he's serious. Uh, Greg says he'll be at Mulvane Wellington. So far, Seth and I don't know where we're going to be, but I, in my books, I have two games down that I'm looking at. I think Seth might be at Seaman and Washburn game. Rural. I think so too, actually. Yeah, that I seems think like that's a really the good game one. to watch in in the in Topeka this uh, week. I think so too. We'll, we'll catch up on that. And I think Greg. I do have to clarify to yeah, my Moldane and Wellington. I might not be there. I might. I don't know. It's a game time decision for me. I'm getting my wisdom teeth pulled out. So depending on how I feel. I oh, might that's be at right. Home the game if there's a live stream. If I am home, I am going to tweet about the other Sumner County teams. So, so win, win or lose, lose uh, it, whatever you think it is. Yeah, it's a game time decision. I'll I'll let you guys know around noonish on Friday. Yeah, I just tweet it out. Yogurt, it out. yogurt is going to be your best friend. I already got Greek friend. yogurt in the fridge, man. I'm Jello pudding, everything ready nice. to go, ready to stack up. Nice. Nice. I'm glad I got my wisdom teeth taken out during Christmas break of my junior year of high school. Oh, that must have been awful. But Christmas time? Bad. Oh. It wasn't bad. I didn't get to miss school. Perfect time yeah, then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I still I was able to eat I was able to eat solids uh 
uh, right oh, around okay. Christmas Day. So you planned, you timed it right. Okay, okay. I did time it right. Yeah. So, well, you can hear all our, of our announcements on our social media as well. Follow us on Twitter at D Sherwood SJ, at Seth Kinker, at Billy Watson 4 else my middle school's Twitter name, and still using it because we're verified. Can't change them, or else the blue check mark gets taken away. At Greg Williams 28 on Twitter for all you Sumner County listeners. And Wellington fans as well. We're still trying to get Greg verified too. Man. Yeah, we're still trying to get those dudes up there. Still trying to work on it. <laughs> yeah, but we're gonna try to get questions out there. We we did it about a few minutes before we started taping. But if you have any questions, reply to our tweets. Send us an, a DM or message. Reply to our comments or our respective websites, the Salina Journal, the Hutchinson News, Topeka Capital Journal, and for Greg, the Wellington News, which is now part of Cherry Road Media, but we're still all friends. Kind of. We're not, we don't hate each other. We're we're still all friends. (laughs) So, we're still all good in that department as well. But, Thank you for tuning in this week. Go uh, follow us on our Twitters. Watch for our social media. If, you, if you're not a subscriber now to any of the Connect Kansas websites, you can be for a dollar for six months, and right now is probably the best time to do that. You'll be covered all the way to the State of Kansas High School Basketball Championships. Again, for Greg and Dylan, this is Billy Watson, and we'll see you at the games.